Welcome back to Film and Other Drugs. You're here with me, Nora, and I'm with Selma. Hello, Selma. Hey, Nora. Hey, so today we are going to be talking about Breaking Bad Season 2, Episode 4, 5, and 6. Um, if you're just tuning in for the first time, please catch up with our previous episodes. We've started reviewing Breaking Bad, and we hope you will enjoy it or are enjoying it. So, Season 2, Episode 4, I'm going to go with my impressions and then we'll go from there. Um, I was kind of disgusted by Walt's attitude and like treatment of Jesse in this episode and just generally seeing how slimy Walt is. Just mm. like, what the ha- what the, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just like, I just feel like he never really respects Jesse and he acts like he's untouchable like how dare you kind of come to my house how dare you talk to me kind of thing i'm so smart i'm so this you're so stupid it's like and he and i hate that he doesn't give him a chance to speak um and it really reminds me of even the earlier episodes of season one where jesse leaves a a voicemail and um i think walt just continuously rejecting him is kind of getting to me a bit i'm just like i can't you know and so it was good to see them at some point um kind of fighting it out mm-hmm. and seeing Jesse kind of unleash a bit because Jesse right. feels really soft sometimes <laughs> he um, is he's too pure for this world I think I wrote that a couple of times throughout these episodes yeah yeah um, I also I agree that it's very abusive I even I think I wrote it down um okay. it's a, an abusive relationship kind of very well, it's very domineering of uh, Jesse and dismissive of his feelings and his ideas. Sometimes, you know, he doesn't give him credit for what he does do for the group. He even says it, I think, at some point. What do you have to do? What's your role in this? You don't, I yeah. do the, I do everything, you know, like <laughs> yeah. completely min- minimizing Jesse's role. And I mean, who would, Walt, who would Heisenberg be without Jesse's connections? Come on, you know it's ridiculous. He'd still be this, you know, teacher and like yep. seeing Jesse almost was the spark for him as well. It like reignited this feeling of like, oh my god, like I can, I I know what to do. Um, and there's just, I feel like Walt just forgets everyone else around him, and it's not just Jesse. He kind of doesn't credit anyone. Um, and he takes a lot of credit himself. And I I think that both Walt and Jesse are acting on past trauma as, like, everyone does. So, like, with Walt and his previous experiences in the science business or whatever, grey matter, and feeling like he wasn't credited. So now all he does is credit himself. He's like, I'm the guy. I'm the man, kind of thing. I'm I'm the dude. Yeah, yeah. Heisenberg and and with Jesse um it feels like his parents and like everyone around him has always just told him he's a he's just trash and right internalize that a little bit yeah I definitely got that I think it's a good point uh that Jesse throughout this episode was just kind of dogpiled on by everyone every scene that we see him in it's just knocking him down further and further as i wrote down a whirlpool of chaos because that's he was circling the drain at the bottom almost you know yeah. he found himself 
in that broken porta potty surrounded (laughs) by that blue nasty poop water uh it was so i was like wow what a metaphor for the blue meth that he sells or that he's you know his hands are dirty they're all blue you know and it's just it was just a very cool way of kind of embodying and showing where he is uh and where where this relationship with walt has brought him to you know he's lost everything yeah and then for walt to turn around and then treat him the way that he does it's it's very unfair um i thought whenever he had his hands around walt's throat i was like he deserves that you know he he pushed pushes him so far and what's crazy is i had the same impression when he's talking to Skylar earlier because throughout this episode you know he's trying to make up for all the bad treatment he gave his family but at this point they're kind of giving him a taste of his own medicine and well he didn't like that you know so it's just it, it's it's interesting that he was feeling this way about his family but he also feels that way about jesse where he's just he's a complete hypocrite he's got a lot of double standards for everyone yeah it's um it's just a shame it's just kind of like i i I wanted to kind of root for their relationship but like you said uh, earlier it feels like an abusive one and not one yeah. that you can watch and kind of root for and support. Like every time they hook again, it just feels like it's a tra- it's a train wreck waiting to happen. And Jesse's life is you know turned upside down. It's a lot quicker for him because he is not, um, <clears throat> yeah, he's not a man who has this facade and mask. Everyone can see what he is. His parents think he's a, like a druggie. Everyone thinks that he's a loser. Whereas with Walt, suspicions of him are usually harder to, like, throw on him and make stick because it's more of an anomaly. Like, his fugue state or his behaviour, it's like, for decades, he was probably just a normal guy who uh, fulfilled his duties as a father and husband. And so I just think that the train wreck for Walt will come a bit later probably because he's going to be able to hold it together for so much longer um and hide behind his masks and various uh things and various cred that he's created for himself over the over his over his lifetime so yeah so um i'm kind of looking forward to walt getting what he deserves although some might say okay he already has cancer that he's kind of already living through the train wreck this is the train wreck but um yeah i mean he is creating his own hell in this yeah. um there was a there was a, a moment when he was showing walter jr or as we know him now flynn, flynn. um yeah. <laughs> he you know flynn decides that he no longer wants to be seen as a as a smaller version of walt uh, his mm-hmm. father he wants to be his own man, so he's changed his name to Flynn. And uh, in an effort to, I don't know, maybe gain some control or, or manipulate his son into letting him back into his life, he's like, hey, let me 
take you out for a drive so that Walter Jr. or Flynn could learn to drive. Uh, he then discovers that Flynn has already been getting lessons from his friend. And to Walter's dismay, he realizes that his son is driving with two feet, which is not, you know, normal. Most people drive with just one because it's safer that way. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to teach his son, like, no, you can't do that. Despite the fact that he does have a disability and perhaps this is the only way that he can drive or it's the best way, you know, without having any kind of accommodation in the car. Right. Right. Yeah. But, I was thinking that. Hmm. Yeah. but he says to him, he's like, there's an easy way and there's a right way and you've got to do things the right way. And I thought, wow, that's pretty ironic considering you want to do things the easy way, not the right way. So yeah. it's like rules for you, but not for me. It's very hypocritical. And he does that with his wife, too, where she's leaving the house and not telling him where she, he, she's going. And he's like absolutely agog, like that, that she won't tell him where she's going. And he feels righteous and demanding that she tell him and that she, if she doesn't, that she's kind of slighting him in some way, not realizing that you, what the, you did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like the guilty often are the most judgmental because they're living in that state of like continuous well i mean well no i guess sometimes the guilty can be overly accommodating and be like no yeah well, you do whatever you want so i mean that's how be... he was in the beginning with the breakfast <laughs> oh yeah yeah he was you're right yeah <laughs> she was like looking at him like what are you doing she was not fooled for one second yeah, I think maybe he's just trying both tactics to see whatever sticks because he just wants to have, I think he wants to keep his life together as much as possible just so that he feels like he's in control and seeing mm -hmm. his wife acting that way, you know, dismissing him, leaving. Even, I think she even said to him, oh, I guess I was in a fugue state at some point in one of these Yeah. <laughs> he's like, damn. That was funny. I was like, whoa, Skylar is being sassy. Yeah. Um, sassy yeah. Skylar is like so, the best, especially when she just kind of uh, doesn't seem perfect anymore because you see her as this like amazing, you know, she's such a good person, judging right. her for stealing, judging everyone for being, oh no, could Walt be into a pot? What the hell? And, it, and then she smokes. It's like, it's, yeah, you're normal. <laughs> We finally see some cracks in the armor, yeah. It, and she did. She had a really good uh, run at being <laughs> impervious for the first few uh, episodes and season. But now we see that she is not impervious. And she does, in fact, uh, have some Her sort of hang-up. Yeah. <laughs> that was interesting, for sure. And that woman's face, when she looked at her in the car... Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good feeling, though. It's not. Yeah, so Jesse steals his own RV, which was uh, interesting. The guy had fixed it already, so he stole it and decided that, because uh, that's really, he needed he needed somewhere to stay, and that, that was yes. his. And that's all he had, because his parents yeah. kicked him out of his house. So now he's homeless, yeah. which is why he came to... To, to Walt trying to get his part of the money back. I thought it was very 
interesting to see how quickly they were able to like get over the big fight that they had. You know, he makes him breakfast and he gives him his money. I think I wonder if Jesse is like uh kind of you know how he's got a soft heart and whatever. I feel like if Walt says something if Walt reminds him of his cancer or says, you know, just kill me kind of thing, Jesse's like, oh, yeah, this guy's basically a dead man. I should be nice yeah. to him. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, does, like, was he genuinely telling him to, yes, take him out? You know, Walt's telling Jesse that? Oh, or did he know or does he know that Jesse is so sensitive and that that would work to get him to, like, back off? You know, yeah. is it manipulation or is it empathy? Like, which one is it? Mm. I don't, I feel like I want to go with the former because Walt just seems like a really smart kind of guy who, um, at every point before that, when he's come close to death, he's found a way to fight, you know, and just, you know, say to death, not today or whatever that Game of Thrones reference is. <laughs> but like, I don't think that he would then just let Jesse do it, which I just think that Walt I think in, yeah rampage, basically yeah. he's on a rampage against death so yeah I think like if push came to shove and like say he really did try to like keep his esophagus compressed he would have fell back yeah. I agree yeah you would you would have seen that little switch when Walt becomes evil Walt yeah and he would have died like that would have been a whole different Breaking Bad show <laughs> yes which we do get a glimpse of later on that was amazing oh <laughs> So I guess we can move on to episode five, uh, which was very interesting. It was a nice little setting up for the sixth episode. So it was was kind of uh, kind of quick as far as the the storytelling in this one. But it was good. Um, Yeah. Yes. So Walt, we kind of, you know, open up with Walt facing money troubles. You know, he's kind of shocked by how much everything's costing. And um, that sets it up nicely for the next one because the whole episode's about money and <laughs> yeah for both of them for both jesse and Walt, i guess um hank has some panic attacks and ends up realizing that he needs to chuck the the grill it wasn't yeah. as cool and as fun as he thought it was at first maybe his panic attacks are something yeah, i definitely want to talk about and um it was just sad seeing jesse kind of not having anyone at all and then having to kind of start fresh but i think in a way it was cool to see him become more independent and not just mm-hmm. someone's couch i agree yeah and we meet a new character called jane ah yes jane you know i didn't even mention her in my notes but yes jane is uh, arrived yeah um and yeah no nothing really happens he just seems to be hinted at as a a love interest because she says i'm next door it's like okay mm-hmm. his next. eyes lit up his, he was so cute in his reaction i was like oh like you don't really see jesse and like women in a way that feels genuine like he he was with this um woman called i don't know she was like a hooker i think oh wendy yes yeah and like you kind of think okay interesting combination but, like, Jesse doesn't seem to have this drive to, like, have a partner or have a girlfriend. He's kind of just chilling. He's kind of a, like an asexual type 
impression that you yeah. kind of get from him because it's not that. a reminder it's not that he's not cute he is yeah. it's just yes. not in a sexual way yeah and um just seeing his him light up in response to her was a little bit weird i was like really like not that i mean she's amazing but it's like i just didn't expect it from him because he seems kind of one track minded about like just getting his life together a little bit which is right yeah it's not a facet of his personality that has been any kind of uh, priority in the story so far. Yeah. So to see that seems kind of like a vulnerable place for him, even though we've seen him be incredibly vulnerable. But this is like, it's a it's different like, oh, type no, of vulnerable. He has more layers to this vulnerability. This is not going to go well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's basically all i have to say about that moment there i'm glad that he kind of has a place and um i want to talk about hank can we talk about hank absolutely he's oh my god it's just so so sad seeing him like have to switch from panic attack mode in the lift in the elevator and then kind of buddy buddy with his friends and going hey guys you know what's up like like, oh my god, like, no, tell someone how you feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's just trying to eat up his feelings, you know, he's he's a man's man, so he's very like, arc, uh, what's the word, archetypal? Uh, archetype of uh, of a man, right? So he's yeah. strong and uh, virile and a fighter, a warrior, and there's no softness there's no vulnerability right yeah. uh, unlike jesse who is just all vulnerability <laughs> um but he's he's gotta like really put on a face whenever he's around people but once he's alone you really see that he's very sensitive you know and yeah. i think that's why when i noticed him have to like take that breath before he shot tuco yeah. uh I was like, wow, he he really didn't want to have to do that. I don't think he expected to have to do that. So it was double shock, you know? Yeah. I, don't, I, I can't remember if he'd ever talked about killing somebody before. I, so I'm under the impression that this might be the first time he's actually killed someone. Yeah, and to, to be, you know, someone in his position and to have not killed anyone before, I think is probably his decision you know yeah to avoid that where where possible to arrest someone without harming them right and i think that's you know credit to him and his the the character um but so i like how you talked about hank there and having that sensitivity but and jesse kind of having his heart on his sleeve and so i'm just wondering like i just thought okay doesn't surely everyone has every part of the human like sort of um experience you know you have you if you're not sensitive on you on your sleeve kind of thing you have a heart everyone has a heart kind of thing right do you agree with that or do you feel like it's just it's not evident that um walt has it because oh yeah i'm just i'm like are they trying to present that okay if you've got a macho guy it doesn't matter if you're macho everyone has feelings and Jesse might be a pure type of guy, but if you push him too much, he will wring your neck. Right. Um, yeah, I so, think this, yeah. I agree. I think that that all the characters and that the writers of the show 
have made it a point to try to make their characters well-rounded. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is all just one thing. They may be very uh, pronounced versions of kinds of people, right? But they still make sure to make like the characters are thick. You know, they have a lot to them. There's meat on their bones, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Walt uh bit of a tricky just, one. Is is he yeah, and I think that's kind of the the uh, that's the draw of the show because it's the anti-hero, you know, so it's like you're watching for Walt. It's his story. So as the audience, you know, he's the main character. So we are there to like we can understand that everybody around him is normal quote unquote and and has all these feelings and has all these facets to them yeah but we are kind of supposed to question walt i think i think that's what we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be wondering do you have any empathy for these people because he keeps like he keeps saying that he's doing things for the family right and but his actions seem more selfish sometimes and the way that he goes about doing those actions seems very selfish you know he keeps people in the dark and he yeah he doesn't you know at least ensure that at least that they are emotionally or at least mentally not fatigued by his actions (laughs) so it's like you know do you care like you know or is this about you right yeah every other character seems to have this with we're given a glimpse at their empathetic side, yeah, of their empathetic side, whether it's um, uh, Hank and his uh, panic attacks or um, what's it called, Jesse and the way he was with that kid in the last, in the latest episode we watched. Um, but whereas even when Walt is shown to be a good dad, you know, oh, let me take my <laughs> son to do driving or whatever. Yeah, I still don't feel like it's being presented that we're supposed to actually feel like, oh, he's trying. Like it still right. feels like he's just doing. He's self-serving. Kind of, yeah, self-serving. Going through the motions, going, oh, I guess this is what I should do to make my son feel better. Because he heard about the name Flynn and was like, oh my god, uh, how um, and it's kind of an ego thing again. Like, oh no, like I he's trying to yeah. to win his son's adoration. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every. Every time he actually tries, you know, to do something for them yeah. in their own way or for, for each person, it mm. just doesn't seem genuine. Like, and I think Skylar catches on to that. I actually, in this episode, so at one point, um, they're having a barbecue over at Hank's house with Marie. Yeah. And in this sequence, Marie and Skylar go off on their own inside the house while Hank and uh walter jr are at the barbecue pit talking and walt's kind of on his own looking out over the desert and he's just kind of overhearing their conversation but skylar and marie have this conversation where she demands demands that marie apologize to her for just all the things that she's had to go through because of marie's actions right you know almost getting put in jail you know and it reminded me a lot of the last episode where she was kind of demanding in the same way that walt apologized to her but in this sense 
uh, at this point, when she's talking to Marie, I even wrote her apology seemed way more sincere than the Walt apology, right? And you can see in Skylar's face that she completely melted with Marie's apology. She believed her, hugged her and all that. But whenever Walt apologized to her, she did have no, like, it, she just kind of like yeah okay but like you could tell she did not really accept that apology she didn't believe it you know it didn't seem genuine at all yeah and i think because we know as the audience we know that with marie <clears throat> skylar knows the thing that marie's done already like the, the being a thief and whatever so all she has to do is admit it and apologize because Skylar uh -huh. already knows whereas with walt skylar doesn't know the whole truth the audience know that she doesn't know so we always see walt's apology from this angle of like he's lying we know he's lying so we i mean whether the actor is acting like the most sincere version of a person it doesn't quite i feel like it doesn't quite matter I mean, I'd love to see a version where the actor, Brian, Brian, right? I think Brian Crenshaw. Yeah. You know, you tell him, you give him notes and you're like, actually act like you're genuinely innocent. Is it possible for the audience to perceive you as innocent if you're, if you're, we just know you're not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm. like that dramatic irony type thing, like we just know. Yeah. Know, like, like, could you, did he purposely play Walt as disingenuous? Right, that's what yeah. you're asking. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Because because Skylar has no reason to not believe him, unless it's about the phone thing. Where uh, it, yeah, I think at least that's I think her motivation. Because she, I think she's waiting for him to come up with an actual second phone. Because I think I think you were saying last time that that's how they found the car, or no, no, no um. How how did how did I mean I think Hank definitely knows there's two phones and he confirmed that he did right. because she told him that the phone rang that's why he had the excuse that the that the ringing sound she heard was not a phone it was his alarm so it was just one phone not two phones because when Skyler told Hank that he received a phone call right before he went missing he immediately tried to find out where that phone call came from so you know, maybe that would tell him where Hank uh, where not Hank, um, Walt went. But when he went into the phone records of his regular phone that Skylar knows about, there was no records of a phone call. So he didn't want to tell Skylar, but Marie told her. And so uh, Hank had to tell her, like, yes, there are no records of a phone call. So if you heard a phone ring and it was a cell phone that he picked up, then that means that he has a different phone. Like it was a second phone. And so from there... Her mind started to race. She doesn't know why he would have a second phone. And that's why he brought up the idea that maybe she thinks he's cheating on her. Because I think she mentioned it to Hank whenever he revealed that to her. Um, but she just knows that he has a second phone. And she doesn't believe for a minute his story that it was an alarm on his phone that just sounds like the ring. Like it just seemed like he was doing too much, you know. She was he just was like. Too much. <laughs> And she was just like not having it. It was so funny to see. Ah, uh, it was. It, and every time he acted surprised, like when she'd go off in the car, it was like really. Like I get that you can't. Like you're you're stuck between a heart, um, a rock and a hard place because it's so hard to just sit sit her down and say, "Look, cooking meth. Just shut up." Like, <laughs> he can't do that. So, yeah, I don't know. He, what. 
How would you I, do in this place? He's obviously like, there's been a couple of times where he's like kind of tested the waters by kind of asking her questions that would maybe give a clue as to like, oh, what really? kind of, yeah. So, yeah. you know, so I think at this point he's come to the conclusion that he doesn't think he can trust her. Like he doesn't think that if he tells her the truth that she's going to keep the secret. In fact, he thinks he'll lose her, I think, I think at this point. Yeah. And I think that actually that points to an issue in their marriage because if they can fix that, I feel like they would be a lot closer. So him mm -hmm. deciding not to tell her, but still thinking that, that he's going to be able to somehow make their relationship okay again, I think is just like, I don't, I'm not saying that every couple should, one of them should become a criminal and then test the waters, but I think it's like maybe a really big indicator of can you trust your partner with everything? And I don't know what the answer is to that. Like, should you, should a partner be able to bury a body with you? Like, is yeah. that what, you know, to death do as part or whatever means in sickness and in health? I don't, I don't know. Ride or die. Ride or die? Like, is that like, they should just put Bonnie and Clyde in there instead? <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah i mean obviously i think that would probably work to his benefit more if 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 she was cool <laughs> but I, at this point i think he's afraid to ask if she's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. just somehow get her high and just be like babe <laughs> what's the difference between pot and meth i mean come on <laughs> do you, you want me to stay alive right like okay figure out a way right yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it, I just if if Skylar gave him the impression finally that that she would, you know, what would he say? How would he say? How would he explain all of this, especially while she's pregnant? Which I think is another thing that's um, keeping him from telling her anything yes. is the fact that she's pretty late in her last trimester. I think she's like two months away. So you know he's. I think he's afraid to like spring that on her. So we'll see after she has the baby, like what's up, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that's a really good point. Yeah. I think that that would give anyone pause because, you know, that's a huge thing having a child and you don't want to rock the boat there. Yeah. 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 So he's definitely thinking of that. Um... And it's good to see that he has some sort of heart left, you know, at least for his child his unborn child. Right. And I think that that's kind of what keeps the audience hanging on, you know, mm. like as far as their loyalty to, to Walt, because up until now, like what is it that would make us like him other than this uh, feeling of vengeance, not vengeance. It's not vengeance. It's just uh, maybe people relating to him feeling like he's been passed over. He's, uh, had people like lost potential, like he needs to prove right. himself, and we want to see right be the man kind of thing. Not the, exactly, not to be like weird about gender, but I just mean like to be the the top person, top G. Yeah, I'll say top that. G. Better um, <laughs> but maybe for and maybe for men, you know, that's the pull of the Walter White character. Yeah. Maybe for women, it's the fact that he has a baby on the way, and up until this point, you know, that seems to be his main uh excuse so to speak of why he's doing what he's doing so for women maybe that kind of is a pull for us like oh 
look, he's he's sensitive, he cares, he loves his family, you know, so maybe that's his redeeming quality in that sense, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me anyway, like I feel really um, excited to see sort of like a boring old teacher change careers. <laughs> I'm I'm look looking forward to uh to watching this demon spread its wings, so to speak. <laughs> the great red dragon. Sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> um That's funny because that's exactly what was in my head. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah, like I had a vision when I said that and but when you like I didn't understand what that vision was until you said that I'm like, yep, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> let's see. So Jesse in this episode, he and Walt come to an agreement uh, about how they're going to be running their business now. Now that they don't have a distribution uh, yeah. hookup, so they want to do it on their own, and they decide, okay, we're going to be both production and distribution. Yeah. Um, so Walt will be in charge of it, and Jesse will be in charge of distribution, since Jesse apparently wasn't doing anything before. <laughs> Love the way oh. you said that. Like, I feel like you're on Jesse's side there a little bit. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. I, You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I do kind of feel the way I felt about um, Will in Hannibal, like, oh, kind yeah. of protective. I kind so, of feel that for Jesse. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm on board there as well. <laughs> Yeah. So Jesse has his place where he can actually run his business kind of thing. He has all his friends in on it and he's going to yeah. give them a cut and um, they 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 kind of go and they become his distribution, which is yeah, kind he, of exciting he makes, to watch. <laughs> yeah, they had that little montage of them selling all the, the blue meth and making money, you know, and then yeah. unfortunately Skinny Pete gets, uh, he gets got, but he doesn't die, but he gets jacked. So they steal his his meth. And unfortunately, when Jesse and Walt have the drop as far as, you know, giving him his share of the of the profits, Walt is pissed because it's light. You know, they're off by an ounce, so a thousand dollars. And Walt's like, you can't let that pass. Like you have a whole reputation to protect. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting, you know? I think he was right. I think Walt has this weird, like, natural gangster mentality yeah it's it's uh it's cool to watch it's like okay it's eerily like natural for him yeah to be conniving to be mm. opportunistic to lie to yeah come up with um at least his perspective seems mm -hmm. natural for this life where yeah. jesse does not seem like he's not made for this lifestyle yeah he, he'd be more likely to be like it's okay, bud, you know, we all make mistakes on the job. <laughs> mm -hmm. He was ready to overlook this. He's like, look, here's the money that you're missing. I'll take the hit. You know, he didn't care. Yeah. But Walt was like, no, that's, you know, these people are going to start, you know, stealing your guys' uh, product because they know nothing's going to happen to them. And then what? Where where will we be? We have to have some sort of, um, I guess, respect in place you know yeah. demand it or we'll be run roughshod in the streets <laughs> mm. 
And you'd think that Jesse would know this more than anyone else. I mean, I, I mean, not anyone else, but then out of the both of them, it would be him because he's right. been in this world a lot longer. But I think it just comes down to Jesse doesn't respect himself as much as Walt does. Right. He Well, it's that whole, like, he doesn't have an inflated ego like Walt, you know? So for him, oh, it's just, what did he call it? Breakage, you know? So it's just a regular business. And that's a business term, but that's, that's what he was willing to overlook because he's so passive, you know? He's not interested in, um, I guess, wielding a big stick. Yeah, and, he's and not being a two at all no no i feel like jesse is um almost feels like his heart's not really in the game anyway because sometimes i do think i see glimpses of him wanting to just be a better person like if someone i don't know took all these drugs away over and over again he would end up trying to work as a normal like have a normal job i mean i know he tried that and he was kind of like why would I do this when I could earn more money doing selling drugs? But right. I just have this gut feeling that without Walt, Jesse would be more likely to um, maybe do deal drugs on the side, but also have a job. Like, not I, run anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I do. In that, I think Walt has kind of made it where he has no choice right now and it's kind of been that where he didn't have a choice uh where before walt he did have a choice though he was still making the wrong one unfortunately i think that if walt hadn't come along the snitch probably would have eventually gotten jesse arrested i don't know what would have happened to him at that point you know if it would have been defense maybe he would have gotten out of jail and cleaned himself up yeah, and even like with his parents kicking him to the curb, maybe then he wouldn't have had any other option but to clean himself up. But because he has Walt, it's like, mm, I don't know, like there's still a way out of mediocrity. Right. And the potential of the money that he's, yeah. you know, because he says it's stacks on stacks. Like, you know, we're making all this money every night. Yeah. You should be happy with that. And Walt is like, no, you know. It's not just well, about the money. Like millions of pounds or something. I mean, dollars maybe at one point. I don't know. How <laughs> big does this thing get? I'm like, what? I feel like I feel like if this is season two and they earn fifteen thousand in one night or one week or something. What what does their business turn into? Like that would be really cool if they end up having like. Think of money. it this way. Yeah, You know this scene where Walt is on his hands and knees in front of the vent, air vent, where he hides the money, the cash? Yeah. And he's getting, he's dividing it up between what he gets to keep and what he's going to give Jesse, right? Yeah. Put a pin in that scene. And that way you can reference it later. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I was just, when I was watching that episode and that scene came up, I'm like, wow, yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> So you'll see. Um, okay. Let's see. So. Oh, yeah. So there's a little little story that Hank tells uh, to Walter Jr. during that um, barbecue that they were having while Marie and Skylar were over there talking and Skylar was getting her apology. And Walter Jr. is just like really wanting to talk about the Tuco kill, you know, and. Hank doesn't want to talk about it because he's having panic attacks. 
Yeah. And Walter asks him, you know, he's like, why do you think people do what they do? You know, like the, what makes the two goats of the world? And he's like, you might as well be asking me about the cockroaches because he had made a metaphor that like cockroaches, the criminals come out of the woodwork like cockroaches, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, you might as well have asked me about the cockroaches. And he says something to Walt to the effect of, you know, you see a cockroach and you just step on it, you kill it, you don't even think about it, you know? And he's like, that's that's like this. And... I think they really do use that that story to great effect in the whole next episode. Like it was, I was very impressed. <laughs> okay, I think yeah. Um, I think, can you make the link for me into the next episode? Or <clears throat> oh yeah, sure. So okay, so in the next episode, we go from there. Let's see. It ends on. Oh, yeah. So Walter, because, you know, Walter wants to get his money back or the meth back from the junkies that stole it from Skinny Pete, uh, he tells, he gets with Jesse and he tells him, gives him the gun that he had kept from previous few episodes, gives him the gun and says, I want you to get my meth back or get my money back, right? Basically saying, you need to go kill these junkies. So in the next episode, uh it starts off with uh with jesse kind of playing with a a beetle that's on the ground and he's waiting for skinny pete to come meet him and he lets the beetle go and skinny pete walks up to him and he steps skinny pete steps on the beetle kills it immediately and i was like wow there's the metaphor from hank oh right 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 and uh and he gives skinny pete gives jesse the information on where to find the junkies that had attacked him and stole from him and, and they're like cockroaches to them so yeah and he's like he, skinny pete tells him get them like he's encouraging jesse to step on these cockroaches <laughs> basically so what was your impression of the episode um so i i wrote something like the juxtaposition between jesse and wall i thought it was quite interesting to see throughout this episode walt kind of skirt around getting into trouble whether that's with gretchen or um skylar like he's Mm. so slippery and then (laughs) seeing his problems compared to jesse's problems in this episode is just remarkable um jesse is trying to uh get his money back and he's just in a completely different world with these in this messy house with two junky parents and this kid who's just been left there for such a long time and it just seems like jesse's doing so much of the grunt work and walt just doesn't it doesn't touch him it's like even the 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 dirt or the blood or the violence it doesn't touch him as much as it does jesse i feel like jesse is going to be more scarred at this point like ptsd wise because He's basically like the 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 dog of the relation, the uh, dynamic, you know, and mm-hmm. was God King, kind of like you do, I I order. Um, so that was my impression of the episode in terms of how how posing those scenes were, how clean Walt's world was, how dirty Jesse's world is, specifically mm. where the setting is, how 
where they spend the majority of the episode it's just crazy i mean he Walt even gets to go to an amazing restaurant with gretchen and he <laughs> i just i just feel like they're both jesse and Walt are equally criminal equally you know in this thing together and their worlds are so different and that's you know linking back to something i said earlier about why that might be and i think it's that Walt. Walt can hide behind uh, decades of duty and what he's doing now, no one would believe. Mm -hmm. No one would even believe that he's smoking pot or maybe that's the most that they would believe. It's an anomaly in his life. This is such a drastic change for him. It's like a massive, you know, just a, just a d direction shift. Whereas everyone sees through Jesse. Jesse wears his, even the clothes he wears indicates that he is not a man of this or that. I mean, if you're going to judge him on his clothes and stuff and, and his habits and his parents know and everyone knows around him. He's just got a reputation that is just so different to Walt's. And again, in terms of their age, I think that's interesting because like Jesse is, he hasn't earned like adult cred. He doesn't feel like an adult yet. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't have these duties and responsibilities that Walt has had his whole life. And I feel like Walt is banking on this. And people aren't kicking Walt to the curb. No one's making Walt homeless because, well, he's dad. He's got a baby on the way. Oh, he's a, a husband. Um, he, he has barbecues with Hank and Marie. Jesse has no friends family have basically disowned him and why not kick him out no one's depending on him like it's that it's kind of sad in that way that just because he has no one he's kind of being told go fend for yourself but no one would kick walt out because of the connections he has to other people and i just thought that was interesting yeah like bad things happen to good people and uh, bad people don't feel the consequences for what they do kind of thing, yeah. right? Kind of. I mean, I don't think that Jesse is innocent. I just think that Jesse is at the bottom of the sort of life scale where he's like yet to learn how to do, how to be a responsible person. Walt yeah has done that for decades you know he's done the father thing he's done the husband thing he's done the job he's done all this and so he has this massive obviously his fall is going to be a lot greater when he does fall um but he's also leaping off of that and getting away with stuff and you don't i just it's sad it's sad to see jesse as like the kind of person the kind of character or whatever that you can just kind of see people disowning him rejecting him him being super alone and that might that's a really great place to to grow like the only way up it the only way is up for someone like jesse when you're alone you have no one he has nothing to lose walt has so much more to lose and that, i guess that i'm now tan tangent tangenting like i'm going off into <laughs> something else now but i think it's i just think this is such a great episode for the contrast between walt and jesse yeah at least up until uh 
this point, you know, you've you've kind of seen Jesse as like riffraff. You know, he talks like riffraff, looks like riffraff, does riffraff things. You know, things that n- most people don't do because they know that it's not going to get them somewhere that's a healthy place. And Jesse just seems to gravitate towards that all the time. He's just making mistakes and making decisions. Like he could have, well, he couldn't have said no to Walt because Walt was blackmailing him, but he could have, you know, if he wanted to like go to jail, but he could have, he could have turned and pointed at him and said that he was doing something or that he was attempting, but it's like, where would that have left him? You know, but anyway, that's kind of besides the point, but, but, you know, Jesse, has I would like to understand why he keeps making these choices. And I think that they tried to give us the why in the episode where he was at home again, you know, by showing us his parents and the way that they relate to him versus how they relate to his little brother. But I don't think it was fleshed out enough for me to see why he, you know, maybe maybe he just didn't get enough attention. Maybe I think it can also just be like personality differences. Yeah. Like people have different motivations. I mean, there are people who genuinely don't feel motivated to be number one or am- be ambitious. They kind of do enjoy connecting with others and just being hanging out. And like they they are happy to have a medium sort of or low paid job like and and just and just live their life like that like live on the basics but fulfill their life in other ways and i think that maybe jesse is more of that type of person he wants love and affection and like connection and to enjoy life in a more hedonistic way perhaps um and walt seems to be motivated by uh what's it called flexing like kind of like i am the god king like mm-hmm. i have to prove myself because i freaking like messed it up 20 years ago i had the nobel <laughs> prize and now i'm just a teacher with cancer and a pregnant <laughs> wife and uh, you know a son i just feel like you know everything is just failing around him and i just think yes yeah, i perhaps a different man might be like you know what oh wow i've got i've got cancer i'm just gonna go through the process if I can you know if we can afford it I'm going to spend as much time with my family I'm going to be a really good family guy like different people react to these things differently and there are some people who react to to things like cancer and the people I've known that have reacted to it really badly in a way that's like I mean it's not there's no bad way to go good way to react but kind of become more negative because of it become angry at the world kind of like world and then it was weird because at the same time um, that I knew someone who had cancer, that my friend's dad had cancer, and his reaction was completely different. He was like so accepting, but so accepting of treatment, but also so happy. Like, so he was just a positive person his whole life. Like, and optimistic about it? Optimistic, but also at peace with if it did, doesn't go well, he's not going to spend the last years of his life complaining and being stressed out and anxious about it. So he yeah. formed a deeper relationship with his daughters and his wife and he, you know, his 
Facebook page was like abundant with like so many positive messages and people missing him and whatever because he did pass in the end. But um, he didn't spend, you know, that time complaining. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when you were talking about Walter and his, you know, how he kind of went through his life to get where he is now, right? It made me realize something. So. Like I was saying, Jesse has made a lot of really bad decisions, right? I think I understand now that he was trying to be someone that he's not. He was trying to be a harder person than he is. He was yeah. trying to show up for his friends. You know, he wanted to be the cool guy. His friends like meth. So he wanted to be the cool guy that makes good meth. So that's why he's Captain Crunch uh, with the yeah. chili pepper, you know? So <laughs> it was all to try and appear to for his own ego, so he does have an ego, um, to appear cool and to have street cred and to be um, adored or at least get the validation of his peers, the people he sees as peers, right? Yeah. And then we have, but, okay, so before I move on, but Jesse is actually, that's not who he is. We see in his behavior and the things that he ends up doing and how he is able to uh, start this you know distribution side of the business so well that in fact we see jesse has a lot of potential he's a good person he's nice to people he doesn't want to hurt people and he's got a head for business and he just doesn't know how to apply himself that way or maybe he does now but he's so far deep in this lifestyle that he's found himself in that he really has having a trouble like a lot of trouble getting out of it and yeah. then on the other side, like you were saying, is Walt. Walt has spent his life trying to fool people into thinking that he's this mild-mannered man who only wants a quiet life, who uh, doesn't want the fame and doesn't want to uh, uh, be the, the millionaire with the research that he had done before and, you know, like give the impression that that doesn't matter to him or that he isn't um he isn't who he really is and who he really is is not a good person he's actually a very conniving person he's a manipulative person we find out in this episode when he's talking to gretchen that he left her because she was so um she comes from a rich family so he calls her a little rich girl and he left her in the middle of some, I guess, meeting her parents for the first time. And, and he realizes who she is and what she comes from. And he felt intimidated by that. And that's a blow to his ego. He couldn't handle that. Uh, he realized that he couldn't be somebody that she looked up to because she's not his father or her father. He's not her father. Um, so, you know, he doesn't come from all that wealth. So I think he felt insignificant in that sense. Yeah. So we see that he's kind of very vain, so he's not a, a good person. And instead he goes and he finds a new wife and he lies to her, pretends to be somebody he's really not. That's why she doesn't really know him, you know, yeah. and he's kind of been lying about himself all this time. So it's like, that's, I think that's the impression now that I'm getting after talking to you about this episode is that they are like two sides of a coin where... Yeah. But they're both doing the same thing. <laughs> they're yeah. lying who they are, but they're not really that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I think I see Jesse sort of 
has the potential to do the business stuff, but he still seems like the kind of guy who is, um, like you were saying, cares about his friends, cares about people in general, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's super interesting to see these two men collide and try to make something of themselves. They're both going through this kind of discovery yeah. of self, and it's just it's great because they are at different stages. They come from different backgrounds. backgrounds. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's, it's kind of like their ha their relationship together unbeknownst to them. Like they had no idea that this was going to be the result, but it's kind of like they keep each other accountable because they both tell each other what they need to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like Jesse did not like that Walt called him a junkie and that he's not good for anything. He, in fact, that kind of lit a fire under his ass. And after that, you know, that's when he decided to do that whole distribution side of things. It's like to prove to Walt that he's not the things that he called him, you know? Yeah. And every, it's like every time Walt kind of bullies him, calls him stupid or whatever, it does seem to, yeah, push him forward a little bit. And they, they seem to do that for each other. Um, but do you think that Walt is being changed by Jesse as much as Jesse is being changed by Walt. I think yes, but not in the same way. Like I think Jesse's kind of like a conduit to the life that Walt is trying to get into. Without Jesse, he would have no way of getting into that world. So that's changing Walt, but I don't think that Jesse is changing him purposely. He's just being used by Walt, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think he's like, I think he would like to, but I don't think he knows that he could. I yeah. think he sees Walt as very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... It's kind of the, the sort of, the, you defer to the older kind of, you know, he, he kind of doesn't seem to be in a humble enough state to uh, accept wisdom from someone like Jesse. He definitely doesn't respect him. And I think that that causes that issue of like, can you learn from someone you don't respect? I mean, I don't know that you're open to learning from them as much as you would from someone you do respect. And it's not that I think Jesse respects Walt. I think it's more so that, well, I think there is some, some inbuilt respect. I think the whole teacher thing, the older guy thing, you know, he calls him Mr. White. Yeah. I, I think, think, I just think it's so sweet when he does that. It like, <laughs> I think Jesse kind of, I think he sees Walt as like a father figure that is more like the kind of father that Jesse probably needed but didn't have kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That pushes him and, yeah. like, gives him structure and, like, doesn't take his bullshit because, you know, you could tell that he gave his parents nothing but bullshit. And Waltz is just like, no, I don't care what you think or what you say. It's wrong yeah. and this is what you should do. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you need that from someone who isn't, related to you you know like sometimes yeah. you can kind of someone related to you might be too soft on you because they love you because they, yeah. they've known you your whole life you know and then 
it is that sometimes it's a coach or like a life coach or someone you just become, you just become friends with that just goes, you know what, I don't really have anything to fear about telling you this how it is. I'm just going to tell you, and it's it's I think it's really great. And and but there there is that connection still because of the teacher thing. It's still like mm-hmm. yeah, father figure, um, some sort of link to his previous life. He kind of knew him. Maybe he has something yeah. to prove. They both have something to prove, and I think it's. It's going to be interesting seeing how they prove themselves yeah. to the world or to themselves. You know, I don't know. I think you're right in that the fact that he was his teacher, I think that's a big factor in how Jesse feels around Walt. I think it kind of reminds him of a time when he had more potential. Yeah. And maybe he likes that, you know, misses yeah. that. Yeah. And it's so like messed up that his teacher is basically saying let's cook mess because <laughs> you would associate a teacher with safety or with like rules and i think walt i mean um jesse might be even like if if mr white's saying it's okay then you know then it's okay like even though he was doing the whole thing before i feel like there's a little bit more potential for making this bigger than it ever was because i don't know just my impression of jesse makes me feel like he needs someone to guide him or he needs someone to give him permission because even before he was he was working for someone else like he was working for i can't remember the name before Tuco, but he he was never this kind of like i'm just gonna go out and do it on my own kind of guy and i think walter gives him more than just a you're working with me or for me but also i can handle all the brain stuff like he really does seem to be reassured by this fact that like wow you're an artist wow you can make best math kind of like that there, there is this constant feedback of like admiration even though it's not very obvious it's not like i love you mr well uh, mr white or i admire you but there is this sense of looking up and the other one's looking down, down. Right. I'm pretty sure that he kind of feels like his ego is stroked by the fact that, you know, Jesse depends on him and looks up to at least what he knows how to do, which is make math, you know? So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> his ego is stroked by the uh, relationship that he has yeah. with little um, Jesse, who's, yeah. you know, he's not very... Ego can be stroked by, like, jesse kind of tells me how broken walt is oh yeah (laughs) if he were a better person perhaps he would go and join um elliot i think his name is in gretchen and actually fire up that brain again and start doing something maybe more useful to humanity than actually feeding addicts um oh my gosh so, like, you just made a great comparison because it is the same. It's like, it's like, so Walt gave up his position with Elliot uh, at the company that they were building together mm. at the same time that he left Gretchen because he realized Gretchen was out of his league or felt like Gretchen was out of his league, despite the fact that Gretchen wanted to be with him. Yeah. He left them both because he couldn't take feeling as though it's almost like his feelings of uh inadequacy were too much with those two people 
and instead he turned to <laughs> uh, being a teacher. So that way, the people that he was talking to were always beneath him. Yeah, and then uh, to a, a new wife who was very young, only a hostess, not you know, no degrees, no money in her name, you know. So another person that he could feel superior to, and then with Jesse. You know, he's going into business with another person he can feel superior to. Like, that's the only place he feels comfortable. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Walt is fucked. So the the scene where, um, so after he confronts Gretchen and kind of lets her have it, which was amazing. Um, yeah, I, I love the whole you don't know me like where where do you get off thinking you know me kind of thing that was amazing the cold look in his eyes wow it's great acting um, yeah. but so he comes home and Gretchen had already called Skylar and told awesome. Skylar <laughs> yeah he's like the wife that's, that's better <laughs> and he was like he looked like he was sweating like what did she say did she <laughs> reveal the truth and she's like she won't tell me why, but she's just not, they're not going to fund you, your, your treatments anymore. And she's like, what did you do? Like, she already knows, like, where were you? It had to have been connected. Right. So he is so good. Like he sees his opportunity and he's like, oh yeah, well, cause they're broke and their company is uh, bankrupt or it's, it's going under, you know? And so he gets to number one, no longer feel like he's, uh, having to accept charity, which he hated the thought of, which is why he didn't want to do it. And on top of that, his wife gets to look at him as though he's some sort of victor because he didn't stay at a struggling um, research company, you know, so oh. he can mm-hmm. stroke his own ego with this new lie and get out of two different uh, scenarios that he was not comfortable with anyway, you know? Yeah, that, that, that he, he, had to really think in the moment i think that was really good i just th- thought at the time like well what if she talked to gretchen again someday and she was like oh you know i'm so sorry about your company you know you could have told me because i feel like although gretchen didn't pick up the phone because she said oh well, i tried to call her back and she didn't pick up the phone it's like but this woman uh skylar is very very much like a busybody like very much like oh Mm-hmm. i feel like she talks to everyone and she knows everything and she kind of is like a karen type type um stereotype um like she's gonna be looking at the news waiting to see like their company going under yeah where is the proof of this like there's no evidence (laughs) and she's such a detective as well and i feel like she doesn't trust him anyway i feel like that i feel that would be a good thread for the writers to pull out some other time because it's not it's not tied up neatly like um we kind of see walt look confident with what he's just said but he did that face like he's just so like, oh, you know, they're just there's some business terms they threw around leverage, and like he was acting so dumb, and it was like, shut up, so pitying, like just, oh, yeah. they just don't have any money, they're broke. Yeah. <laughs> What's he gonna do now? Like, oh, I think he How- was telling her that the therapy was almost done or something, the treatment that he had already paid for most of it so i don't know if that was true like if he's already paid for most of the treatment or if he's just going to let her think that so that that way as the treatment is going he she can think it's already been paid for by himself some time i think um 
but yeah, hopefully she doesn't finally get a hold of Gretchen. <laughs> I think I don't think she will. I think I don't think she'll reach out to Gretchen, but I do think she's going to be on the lookout for news on on what at least Walt was trying to sell her regarding their business. So we'll right. see what happens there. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. And Jesse, of course, and his uh, through his part of the the episode, it was very hard hitting, very sad to see this poor child that Jesse was basically babysitting for these junkies. Oh my god, it was so weird. And also he had like red hair and like similar color eyes. And I was like, this is weird. This is like the kind of life we expected Jesse to come from. Yeah, so true, you know. And I think Jesse felt bad about that. Like, you know, he's where he is, but he never had to grow up like this little boy. And I think that's what really pulled at his heartstrings. That's why he's such an empathetic person. Yeah, he chose this lifestyle despite have, giving having, having everything handed to him. And it's like other kids are born into addiction, literally mm-hmm. born into it. And I think that's something that comes up in Jesse's life is this that this is why I think his heart's not fully in it because I think he knows what he has lost and um, as much as he wants to make it on his own and he's chosen this lifestyle I think that if you come from that rich background there's no way you ever fully feel like a part of the lifestyle like you're not you're not from the streets you're not down right. you're not there like stop and you must feel like such a fraud the whole time and, and he's, he's constantly like, trying to prove himself yeah exactly. yeah for sure yeah so yeah 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 poor jesse and i think this is going to stay with him as far as you know that that last scene where he tried to help him little boy come out of the house without seeing his dead father and his junkie mother nodding out but yeah it's pretty yeah. sad. I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the next episode. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll see um, what happens for next. Is it next week? Are we going to have a show next week or are we going to take a break? We will um, hopefully be able to record close cool. to our normal time um, next week, but not Sunday. But if we do have to skip it, uh, apologies in advance to our audience. And we hope you tune in whenever we release next if not next week it will be definitely the weekend after absolutely absolutely do not worry it will be there (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you for joining us and thank you summer for joining me and uh... no problem thanks for having me okay bye guys bye everybody